Most of you might remember that last year I wrote a four-part children's sermon about Willie the Wee Donkey. And I thought on this first Sunday of Christmas, it might be nice uh, to hear the story as a whole. Most of us maybe heard one or two parts of that, but never got to hear the, the whole story if we missed one of those four Sundays in Advent. So on this Sunday, I want to invite you to sit back and enjoy this story. This is the story of Willie the Wee Donkey, who went on an unexpected adventure. I guess I should start by telling you that Willie was, in fact, a wee donkey. He was the smallest of his brothers and sisters and the smallest of his friends. Some of them were taller, you see, and some of them were thicker, but by however you measured it, Willie was wee. So when it came time to help Joe pull heavy logs to his workshop, Willie was not the one that Joe would choose. And when it came time to go across town, Willie would always get left behind. There were other donkeys that were better suited for, well, almost everything. Yeah, they always get to have all the fun, Willie the wee donkey was prone to say. Of course, what Willie never thought about is that's exactly what the other donkeys would always say about him. When they had to get up and work, Willie got to just sort of lay around. When they had to pull heavy logs and carry bags, Willie just got to play. Yeehaw, Willie gets to have all the fun, they were prone to say. Well, this is the story where all that changed. You see, one day, Joe came to the donkey pen looking a little frantic. How in the world are we going to manage, Joe said. Now, whenever Joe comes into the donkey pen, two things always happen. All the other donkeys always look away, trying to look busy, eating, using the bathroom, you know, the important things. They didn't want to get tagged for whatever Joe had on his mind. Willie, on the other hand, always did the opposite. Every time Joe walked into the pen, Willie's donkey ears perked up. Every time Willie came trotting up to him, rubbing Joe with his long donkey nose and a hee-haw. And every time Joe said the same thing. Not now, Willie. I need a donkey that can help. And this time was no different. Not now, Willie, Joe said. But this time, when Joe looked around, he started to get more worried. Well, what am I going to do? You see, Willie's older brother had a sprained ankle, and Willie's sister had been sick all week. Willie's dad was loaned out to a friend and had, was going to be gone for another month, and Willie's mom was pregnant. Oh, this couldn't have come at a worse time, Joe said to himself. Why in the world do they need to count us anyway? Willie wondered what Joe was talking about. What couldn't have come at a worse time? Who needed to count them? Come on, Willie. I guess you'll have to do it. Willie couldn't believe it. Hee-haw, Willie said with so much excitement, he almost peed himself right there. Oh boy, oh boy, what do I get to do, he thought. Joe put a lead around Willie's neck and then led him out of the pen and around the corner of the house to where there was a huge pile. Hee-haw, wow, Willie said. 
Willie had never seen a pile that big. He guessed that he was going to get to drag each box one by one to wherever they belonged. This'll be fun, Willie thought. Only Joe didn't put a tow rope on Willie. Instead, he strapped onto Willie's back a huge package carrier. Yeehaw, said Willie. Translation, I'm going to carry all that? Joe was thinking the same thing. How in the world is Willie going to carry all this? But Willie was eager to prove himself. Yeehaw, I can do it. I can do it. Well, I guess we have to try, said Joe. And so one by one, Joe started to load up Willie. A bag of clothes for him and a bag of clothes for her. Yeehaw, no problem, Willie said. A pack of food for him and a pack of food for her. Yeehaw, no problem, Willie said. A jug of water, a knife, a couple of blankets, a cooking pot, a tarp, a tent, a basket, and a few more blankets, and a few last odds and ends. Yeehaw, no problem, Willie said. But then out walked Joe's new friend, Mary, and Willie's eyes got really big because lately Mary had been getting really big herself. Joe pulled up a step stool, and Willie took a huge breath when Joe helped Mary onto his back. He, oh, no problem, Willie wheezed. I think that's everything, Joe said. And thank goodness it was, because Willie wasn't sure he could handle a thing more. Hopefully we're not going far, he thought to himself. And tomorrow I can go back to playing. But that was not to be his fate. In fact, the adventure that Willie was starting would take him far, far away from home. It was going to be an adventure where Willie would be tested to the limits. And if Willie the wee donkey ever did come back home, he certainly wouldn't be the same. Chapter 2. Tripped Up on the Trip with all that weight packed on him, Willie's first few steps out of the front gate and down the road in front of Joe's house were pretty wobbly. He, ah, no problem, Willie the wee donkey said. But it was a problem. Willie just wasn't made to carry that much weight. I can walk, Joe. It's probably safer than falling off Willie anyway, Mary said. At the end of the neighborhood, Joe gave in and helped Mary off Willie's back. But Willie kind of got the wrong idea. Hee-haw, I did it, he thought. We're there. Now I can go back and play. So you can imagine just how surprised Willie was when Joe didn't take all the rest of the stuff off his back. The bags of clothes, the packs of food. The jugs of water, the knife, the blanket, the cooking pot, the tarp, the tent, the basket full of odds and ends, it all stayed on. Willie, you see, didn't understand just how far this trip would be. Once they finally got past the next few neighborhoods and the edge of their village, Willie thought surely this was it. Hee-haw! Thank goodness we are there, he said. Well, Mary, Joe said, Let's get started. Started, Willie thought to himself. 
and to Willie's great surprise, they stepped out of the safety of their village into the great unknown. That day they walked down a long dusty road and then back and forth up a large hill and back and forth down the other side of that hill. They walked and walked and walked some more. They walked until Willie's legs were so tired and so wobbly that he wasn't sure he could go on. It's getting late, Joe, Mary said. And so it was. Finally, Joe started to unpack Willie. Yeehaw! I did it! Willie was so proud of himself. Tomorrow I can go back home. Willie, the wee donkey, had no idea that they were still just getting started. The next morning, Joe loaded Willie up again, and just when Willie was about to start walking back towards Nazareth, Joe and Mary went the opposite direction. Come on, Willie, Joe said. We've got a lot further to go. Yee-haw. Oh, no, Willie said, as he turned around and began to follow. That day was more of the same, and so was the next. Walking and walking and walking, long dusty roads up and down and around hills, sore, wobbly donkey legs, and always Joe taking them further and further away from home. Willie, the wee donkey, began to wonder if they were ever going to stop, Every night he'd ask, Yee-haw, are we there yet? And every morning it was the same. Not yet, Willie, Joe would say. We have to keep going. On the fourth day, things really went downhill. It started to rain. It was cold and a blowing rain. So by the time they made camp that night, everything was wet. Willie could tell that Mary and Joe were even more miserable than he was. In fact, that night, Joe and Mary slept up against Willie, the wee donkey, to try to stay warm. Well, that felt very special. Something about helping Joe and Mary stay warm made Willie feel a little bit bigger and a little stronger and a little more grown up. Yeehaw, Willie, the wee donkey said, I'll keep you warm. They were all in better spirits the next day. Joe and Mary actually started smiling again as the sun came out. Willie's legs still hurt, but he was getting used to it. He even started enjoying himself, at least until Mary and Joe started singing. Willie hated the sounds of humans singing. Hee-haw! Their voices are awful, he thought to himself. The hooves on the donkey go clop, 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 sang Joe. Clop, 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 clop. And then Mary, of course, joined in. The hooves on the donkey go clop, 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 all through the town. Willie folded his big, long donkey ears over and tried not to listen, but Joe and Mary just sang louder. This time it was a new song. The king of glory comes, the nation rejoices. Open the gates before him, lift up your voices. Yee-haw, make it stop, Willie cried. They went on like that for the fifth and the sixth day. It was the morning of the seventh day when everything changed. They were just starting out when out of nowhere, 
for scary men surrounded them and startled Willie, which made him trip and twist one of his ankles. Hee-haw, ow! Willie cried. Before he knew what was happening, Joe was unloading almost everything off of his back. The four men took all of it and carried it away. Well, at first, Willie thought maybe they had finally come to the end of their trip. Maybe these were the people they were going to meet, and and now they could go home. But then, Mary started to cry. What are we going to do, Joe? Willie could tell that Joe looked worried. I don't know, Mary. We'll have to just keep going. And so they started walking again. But as soon as they did, Willie cried out again, Hee-haw! Hee-haw! Oh, he must have sprained his ankle, Joe said. And then Willie couldn't believe what Joe did next. Joe ripped a piece of his own shirt and wrapped it around Willie's ankle. You do that for me? Willie thought. It was the first time he realized it. Joe actually cared about him. Him. Willie the wee donkey who wasn't good for much of anything. Well, that made Willie's heart grow a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger. And on they went. The next two days were more somber. Joe and Mary, hungry. Willie, limping mile after mile, until the ninth day when Mary just couldn't walk anymore. I I just don't have the strength. And that's when Willie began to nudge Mary with his long donkey nose. I think he wants you to get on, Joe said. And so it was that on the ninth day, Mary finally began to ride Willie the wee limping donkey. The next day, they continued on in the same manner, Mary growing weaker, Joe worried and hungry, Willie carrying Mary but limping, tired and wobbly, until late that afternoon when Joe looked up and saw it. There it is, Mary. Really? Mary asked. Hee-haw, we're there, Willie asked. We'll be there tonight, Joe said. A warm bed and a full belly. Just hang on. And so all their hopes began to rise as step by step Bethlehem came into closer view. And with each step, Willie felt his courage begin to grow. Hee-haw, Willie said. Everything's going to be okay. And it would be, sort of. Only when they got there, it would not at all be what they had expected. Chapter 3 pushing the door down. It was the evening of the tenth day when they began to approach the outskirts of Bethlehem. Willie the wee, now limping donkey, was carrying Mary, who had grown weak and hungry. Joe was walking beside them, hopeful but still discouraged about having all their things stolen a few days earlier. No money, no food, nothing to bargain with. It's not how he had planned to enter Bethlehem. Willie could tell that Joe had a lot on his mind. 
Yeehaw, Willie said, trying to sound cheerful, even though his ankle was hurting. Willie's upbeat tone made Joe smile. Yes, I'm sure we'll be fine. The people of Bethlehem are God-fearing people. Sure, they will take care of us. You see, in those days, most people knew what God expected when a stranger came walking into town. You welcomed them. You offered them food and a place to stay. Not only was it spelled out in their scriptures, it was part of their ancient story that connected Joe to the people of Bethlehem. I just hope they remember, Mary said. Of course they'll remember, Joe assured her. No one could forget what happened to our ancestors in Egypt, he said. And don't forget Bethlehem. I mean Babylon, Mary reminded him. I didn't, and neither will they, Joe said. Our people know what it's like to be a foreigner, a stranger in a strange land. They will take care of us. Now, Willie wasn't exactly sure what had happened in Babylon or in Egypt long ago, but he trusted Joe. And so it was with great hope and relief that Willie, Joe, and Mary finally entered Bethlehem. The first thing that Willie noticed when they got there was how crowded the streets were. Yee-haw, move over, shrimp, one older donkey said to Willie as he bumped him off to one side. Move out of the way, an ox said as he pushed Willie back the other way. There were people and animals bumping into him everywhere. Sometimes Willie the wee donkey really wished he was bigger. But all that slipped his mind as soon as he smelled the food. Oh, he was so hungry, and he knew Mary and Joe were hungry, so Willie went right up to one of the street vendors. Hee-haw, what's for dinner? Willie asked. Oh, I'm sorry, Joe said to the vendor, but we were robbed, and my wife, well, she needs food, and move along, the vendor said. You're not the only one with the story. Hee-haw, how rude, Willie said. And as he walked away, Willie kicked a little dirt back at the vendor. Mary laughed at this. Good job, she said to Willie. It did make Willie feel a little bit better, but it didn't fix their problem. They really needed to find food and a place to stay. So Joe led Willie, the wee limping donkey, and Mary, the weak and hungry, down toward the residential part of Bethlehem. Someone will take us in, Joe said. He walked up and knocked on the first door they came to. Hi, I'm Joe, and this is my wife, Mary. She is, sorry, man, I don't have any room for you. Try down the street. And the stranger shut the door. Hee-haw, how rude, Willie said. Joe tried the next door. Hi, I'm Joe, and this is my wife. Sorry, there's no room for you here. Try down the street. Another door slammed shut. Hee-haw, how rude. Willie was getting irritated. Don't worry, Joe stroked Willie's neck. Someone will welcome us in. This is Bethlehem, after all, the city of David. And so they tried another door at another house. Hi, I'm Joe, and this is... Get lost! The door slams shut. Hee-haw! How rude! Willie was getting more angry. And they tried another house. Hi, I'm Joe, and we're full! Another door slammed in his face. Hee-haw! How rude! Willie was fed up with this. Mary needed rest. Hi, I'm Joe, and this is... 
Sorry. Hee-haw, I don't think so, Willie said as he pushed his way into the house with his wee donkey head. The door swung open and fell down on the owner of the house, knocking the owner on his back side. As if he owned the place, Willie carried Mary right inside with his head lifted high as if he was carrying a queen. Hee-haw, we're staying, Willie insisted as he pawed the ground. Willie, Joe was embarrassed. What are you doing? Oh, I'm so sorry. You see, it's, it's just that my wife... Now, as Joe was talking and helping the owner of this man back up, two other women and seven children were all inside the little house watching. They understood right away. Anyone with half a brain could see just how pregnant Mary was and just how weak she looked. Of course you can stay with us, one of the women said. But Bridget, there is no space left. The man that first opened the door reminded her as he dusted off his robes. The upper room is already full. I don't care, Bridget said. They are not going anywhere. Look at her. Yeehaw, Willie the wee donkey said, trying to look intimidating. That's right. We're not going anywhere. I'm sorry, Joe jumped in. We really didn't mean to cause a problem. We'll get out of your way. No, 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 the man sighed. I guess you can stay. He knew there was no arguing with Bridget once she had that look. Uh, let's see. Uh, I guess we can make room here in this front area with the goats and the sheep. Mary leaned down and whispered into Willie's ear. Thanks, Willie. I don't know what we would have done without you. And so it was that Willie the wee donkey had done a really big thing. Not only had he helped Mary and Joe make this long trip, not only had he carried Mary for two days with a sprained ankle, Willie, the wee donkey, was the one that found them a place to stay in Bethlehem, a place with a warm dinner and clean hay. Willie was a hero and feeling a bit bigger every day. As Willie settled down to sleep that night, he thought his great adventure had finally come to an end. Oh, maybe now I can go back to playing. But things were not quite that simple. You see, there was something even bigger that would soon happen to Willie, a great challenge that he would never forget. And if he was successful, it would change him and Joe and Mary forever. Chapter 4. Carrying Christ. It had been almost a week since Willie, Joe, and Mary had first arrived in Bethlehem. Willie had been enjoying getting to know the other animals in the home where they were staying. He was finally getting to play, but still he wondered when they were going back home. Every day, Joe left really early in the morning to try to find work for that day, and every evening he came home at a different time depending on who had hired him that day and what kind of work he had done. Mary was finally feeling stronger after a few days of food and rest, so she helped look after the seven children in the home where they were staying while Bridget went to the market each day. Willie was just getting used to the new routine when it happened. Ah! Oh. Mary cried. 
Hee-haw, what was that? A few minutes later, it happened again. Oh! Mary sounded like she was in pain. Willie trotted over to see what was going on. Hee-haw, what was that? Willie, I, I need... Oh! Mary said again. Willie was really scared. He didn't know what to do, but he could tell that Mary needed help. So as quick as he could, Willie went over to the door, only this time it was shut tight. He tried pushing it again open with his wee donkey head, but it wouldn't budge. Get help, Mary said. Hee-haw, help is coming. Willie was determined. So he turned around, and with his back feet, Willie kicked the door down. This, of course, was the second time that Willie knocked that particular door down, but no matter, Willie was going to get help. Once outside, Willie looked around. There were people and animals walking up and down the streets, but he didn't see anyone he recognized. So Willie went as quick as he could out into the busy street to go and find Bridget or Joe. Hey, somebody cried, watch it. Hee-haw, move over, Willie insisted. You see, this time he was the one pushing the other animals out of the way. Even if he was wee in size, Willie's heart and courage had grown bigger and bigger the last few weeks. Hee-haw, hee-haw, Willie kept saying as he went up and down, street after street, looking for help. Finally, he found her. Bridget was just finishing up bargaining with a shopkeeper in the market when Willie bumped into her. Hee-haw, Mary's in trouble, he said. Why, this is Joe and Mary's little donkey, Bridget said to herself. What is it, boy? Hee-haw, Mary's in trouble, he said. Willie kept trying to explain. Oh, oh, it must be time, Bridget said. Let's go, quickly now. Bridget and Willie both pushed their way through the crowds in the street back to the house. Mary was so relieved when Bridget came through the doorway. Thank goodness you're back, she said, breathing hard. He's coming. Mary had a look of fear in her eyes. Don't worry, Bridget said. You can do this. I'll coach you through. Mary looked at Willie, who was still quite nervous himself and unsure about what was happening. Thank you, Willie. Oh, hee-haw, what's the matter? Bridget looked at Willie. It's the baby, Willie. He's coming. I need you to go find Joe. Hee-haw, find Joe, Willie said as he ran back out into the crowded streets. Once again, Willie was pushing people and sheep and oxen out of the way. Hee-haw, move out of the way. Hee-haw, where's Joe? Willie asked. He ran back into the market, pushing his way up and down the crowded street. But no luck. Hee-haw, where's Joe? He ran up to the north side of the town where they had first come from. He stared down that long, dusty road where he had carried Mary just a few weeks ago, or just a week ago, but still no Joe. Hee-haw, where's Joe? Willie ran back through the streets, up and down, row after row in Bethlehem, but still no luck. Hee-haw, where is Joe? Willie worked his way down to the southern tip of the town and out into the fields where some men were picking crops. His heart began to beat faster, wondering if Joe was out there. Willie ran out into the fields, but still no luck. Hee-haw! Where's Joe? Willie looked back towards the town. He looked everywhere. It started to feel hopeless. He was almost ready to give up when he saw some sheep up on a hill in the opposite direction, 
and a group of rough-looking shepherds with them. Willie ran as fast as he could through the field, up the hill, into the flock of the sheep. Bah, bah, watch it, fella, they all said. The cries of the sheep, of course, made the shepherds turn around, and right there in the middle of them all was Joe. Hee-haw, Willie cried out. Hee-haw. Willie, Joe said, what in the world are you doing here? Hee-haw, Mary. Hee-haw, Bridget. Hee-haw, the baby. Willie could hardly catch his breath, but Joe realized what must be happening. It, it's time, he said, surprised. Joe dropped his staff, and for the first time ever, Joe hopped on Willie's back. Go, Willie, go. Hee-haw, no problem, Willie said as he took off back through the flock of the sheep, down the hill, through the field, into the village, all the way back up the street where they were staying. Ah! They could hear Mary outside once they got close to the house. Joe hopped off and ran in as quickly as he could. Willie followed in, being that there was no door to keep him out. And there was Mary, lying on her back. Bridget was holding her hand and looking weary. Mary's eyes were shut. She was breathing hard. Something wasn't right. As soon as Joe walked in, Bridget looked up. Thank goodness you're here. I need your help. The baby. The baby's in trouble. Bridget began to give Joe instructions while together they held Mary and they helped baby Jesus be born. Well, that night, after all the excitement had calmed down and Mary was holding her new baby, Joe went over to feed Willie. I, I don't know what to say, Willie, but thank you. With a tear in his eyes and half a smile on his face, he said, Willie, if it hadn't been for you, I wouldn't have known. And our, our little boy, Jesus, we wouldn't have made it. And that was the moment that changed Willie forever. You see, for the first time in his life, Willie, the wee donkey, realized that a wee donkey, just like a wee child, can do more than big things. They can do holy things. They can help bring Jesus into this world. Hee-haw! Willie said as he rubbed his face against Joe, and Joe wrapped his arms around Willie's neck. Now you might think that that is the end of the story, but it's not. You see, just then, all those shepherds that Joe had been working with that day came running through the open doorway, and boy, did they have a story. They kept talking about angels and music and peace on earth. Joe's head was spinning. Mary well, she just swaddled Jesus and put him in the manger and pondered all these things in her heart. While they were talking, Willie went over to the manger to get a closer look at this little baby. Hee-haw, Willie said quietly. You sure create a lot of fuss. And boy, was Willie right. In fact, that was just the beginning. You see, about a year later, Three kings would show up with these amazing gifts for little Jesus. And for the first time since Joe and Mary were robbed, they had something to build and rebuild their life with. 
Only these kings also warned them about Herod. And after they left, Joe didn't sleep so well that night. So the next morning he decided it was time to leave. So Joe and Mary picked up, packed up their few belongings, placed the new gifts and the one-year-old Jesus on Willie's back. Hee-haw, I guess we're finally going home. Willie was excited. No, not that way, Joe said, as he led Willie in the opposite direction once again, further away from home. Willie, we're going now to Egypt. And so Willie's story continued. There would be other challenges and more adventures for Willie, and eventually, some day, he would make it back home, but he would not be the same. Because Willie the wee donkey had learned to do big things and holy things. And now he was learning to carry Jesus with him wherever he went. And guess what? So can you. Amen.